Hi, I'm Nana. And I'm Bonkio. And this is African.American. This is a show about African immigrants and children of African immigrants living in the United States. Shaking my head because that's not the original byline, but that's okay, Nan. So we're just going to go with that. That's fine. (laughs) It makes you feel more included. (laughs) Well, for those who don't know, I was, I'm an immigrant. I wasn't born here or I I did not grow up. The original byline is the children of African immigrants growing up in America. That encapsulates all of us. I also... It's not... No, not not me. I, too, was not born in America. So I don't understand why (laughs) it needs to be this, I'm an immigrant. Did you really immigrate? You came here at eight? You have a choice. That's why we have DACA, because those kids didn't have a choice. Their parents were fighting. Okay. But I digress. All right, Nan. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Today's episode is Africans versus African-Americans in the media. And we have a very special guest joining us. Hi, Jamaica. Hey. So Jamaica is an African-American uh, who we invited on to talk about this issue that I think Nana and I, we've covered it sometimes. We've talked about Africans in, we've talked about our perspective on Africans in American media, particularly movies, much of which you you haven't seen. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go again, questioning my blackness. Coming to America, color purple, <laughs> box bags, you know, all of the black classics that you have yet to watch. Um, there's time, there's there's, you know, there's still time. <laughs> I'm working on her eventually. No. I mean, but there's there's some there actually genuine some are genuinely good movies that it would yeah. be really helpful if you. I'm saying that they're not good movies. I just you know, I had I had not been introduced to them. But You've been introduced to some of them, which I'm I'm working on watching. Working on watching. How many episodes of Roots have you watched since you know I introduced the concept? Actually, watched two because. Last Christmas or two Christmases ago, they were showing it on TV. I think it was PBS. No, so. not the new what? one with Malachi Kirby because that one that one's a good one because every generation looks very nice. I really liked the way that like every you know George and then Tom and uh, Kunta Kinte were very nicely casted. Um, I mean, I, the original. <laughs> I, I was I, I, that. I, I was like, ooh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm familiar with the story, but why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, maybe she should start, uh, or maybe we can ask Jamaica about that. But I think you can probably start off with Malcolm X. Really great movie. Should have won. It's, you know, you know, those movies where, you know how with black people, they never get the award for the thing that they did well. They always get it like a year or two later or a decade later. Yeah. Malcolm X, I think, is Spike Lee's should have got the Oscar for this. But then they gave it to him for something else, which probably was great. But I'm just saying that, like, very well done movie. Yeah. It was fantastic. And honestly, as an African dot American, I had never watched it until I got to college and some ladies pulled me aside and they were like, you've never seen it. I was like, no. <laughs> like, why? Like, why? Yeah. yeah. God bless them. But I had some Islamophobic elementary school teachers who were like, oh. Martin Luther King is the only person you need to know about. Um, so I grew up with that mentality. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I know about I'm my Malcolm X. It's just not watch the movie. I didn't even realize it was a movie. The, the movie is pretty. 
pretty faithful to that autobiography and it's just really well done like you forget like Denzel Washington doesn't actually look like Malcolm I don't think at all but you forget (laughs) it has dark hair it's like very but you don't realize like you can't like it's not distracted yeah Uh, it's really good acting on his part as well and he should have again also won yeah he should have won for that and not for you know you know stereotypical yeah yeah training or you know drunkard or all these other things that he um that people and which are great performances i'm sure but i'm just saying it'd be nice but anyway (laughs) that is not the focus of today's conversation we actually want to get into like we said africans versus african-americans so jamaica where did you grow up i grew up in washington dc DMV. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a very black neighborhood. So, oh. yes. Awesome. And what uh, country slash region are your parents from? I realize you're African-American, so they're American. American. They were stolen long ago. But in America, they're from uh, D.C. My mom's from D.C. as well. My dad's from Chicago. Oh, oh okay. Good. Still another community with like a really robust like black population um how do you identify ethnically slash racially i identify as african-american i call myself black because i feel like that's a general identity as well but if i had to be specific i would say african dash american (laughs) african dash american dash american Got it. Um, and what was your interaction with Africans or African dot Americans while you were growing up? Interesting. That's a good question. I think everybody I grew up with, like in my elementary school, was African dash American, except for one of my teachers who was she was from Egypt. Oh, wow. oh. she was Muslim, um, and it was a whole big thing in my school because we it was a very Christian school. We like I don't want to get them in trouble, but like they, <laughs> we used to do a lot of Christian based things, gospel every day, lots of different stuff coming oh, wow. in. Was this um, a private school? No, I went to DCPS. They just, <laughs> yeah, they just do whatever they wanted to do. What? Like I said, I had some Islamophobic. I also was DC public schools yes. as a young kid, and a lot of things are let they let slide. Good yeah. education still, but yeah, um, teacher, but yeah. So it was big when she came, and they did a lot of like. Wow. They were very. They were very kind, but they were also very, like, voyeuristic, I guess. Like, she would, like, pray five times a day. They, like, wanted to, like, she had a special room and everything. And they, like, we went on this, like, field trip, basically, to her room, like, down the hallway. Be, <laughs> a like, field trip to her a room. A prayer room. Like, 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 she has a prayer room. I think the purpose was to be, like, don't disturb her in the prayer uh-huh. room. But, like, oh, made us okay. all, like, very, like, intrigue. Like, I feel like if we didn't know, we would have just walked by. But now that we knew, we were like, oh, like, she's in there. But <laughs> wow. um, so that was elementary school. When I got to high school, my best friend is actually African.American. She's from Zambia. Um, and she was one of the first few persons I met when I was in high school. I switched from DCPS to Montgomery County. Um, we're still good. I, I can go, but <laughs> <laughs> we are familiar. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we're still very good friends, and 
it's funny because we're very, very similar. Um, but she thinks of herself as very different than me, and I think of us as very not different. So, uh, so. Different, yeah. how so? Different because because she has Zambian roots, or different like. Di- I think different because she thinks of herself as an immigrant and Uh um, she came when she was a little older when she was like 10 or 12 Uh, so like Nana yeah Um, Uh. um, and so she like had a whole life and remembers everything and remembers kind of the transition to being like oh I think it's it's different if you grew up in America and you already you don't have to be kind of taught how blackness is here yeah um, and how it's different if everybody around you is is black so um that change i think that switch for her was very like it made a big impression on her but i always i always knew that she was from the and it it was not something that i kind of singled out for her but she always singled it out for herself she ended up Majoring in African American studies because she was like, I need to understand this more and also their stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah. did you um, get to experience some aspects of Zambian culture through her, or was it just kind of like everything? See, like I don't know if your friends who like went over her house was she eating the same foods and then still being like, but we're Zambian. Um, I don't know what Zambian fried chicken looks like, and I don't want to be like the stereotypical like <laughs> southern food. <laughs> Zambian crab cakes. I'm thinking of the things that are like (laughs) Zambian Um, mumble sauce. No, it was. It's interesting. The only thing that was different was that um, her mom would speak in their native language, which I don't actually know what it is called. But you don't know either. We probably should check uh, that out. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I can ask her, but. And she, but she like understood, but didn't like really speak it. And so uh, she would tell me like her mom speaks English and it's fine. But when she was at home, she would, doesn't want, didn't want to, I think is what it was. Um, and so that was kind of the only thing that was different than my house. Everything else was pretty much the same. She had siblings like I did. Um, and we, she lived right next to our high school. So I would go to her house a lot. Like I would go over there all the time and we would eat. The only other thing was that this is a really interesting example, but like potato salad, mm-hmm. I really like potato salad, but she would put, um, tomatoes in her potato salad. And I was like, I remember the first time I went oh. there and I, like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, how try- she first tried it in, the, in this country, so she's kind of used to it, maybe. Or maybe she was like, "This salad could use some tomatoes." <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I really think. She was like, "I think it needs some tomatoes," and I was like, "No, it doesn't yeah. need anything." <laughs> See, that's funny because that's something we would drag a white person for, right? Like exactly. if they brought tomato, potato salad with tomatoes, and it would be like, "Who, like, who, uh, who let Karen make this?" Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But who says you can't put tomatoes in potato salad? Everybody. Black people. Everybody wants us black people. You all. No, I just, I, I know, I, I get that because yeah. we have a close family friend who's from North Carolina, and and and, uh, you know, that that auntie has always been responsible for the potato salad yeah. at our gatherings, and I've never seen p- tomatoes in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't think potato salad is a uh, like you know Usually. essential African cuisine. Like, 
So it's fine, you know, but we all have our things. And just so you know, according to Google, the most common spoke commonly or widely spoken language across Zambia is Bemba. So maybe that's what she was speaking, but there's also Nyanja, Tonga, Luvale, Kaonde, uh, and Lozo. Lozi, okay. sorry. So there we go. We learned something. Okay. Because we, don't <laughs> we don't know that much about Southeastern. Yeah. yeah. So to be sure. But cool. I did not realize that. I, and I, I feel bad now. So I was like, I don't know why I never asked. I just assumed that it wasn't something that I should be a part of. Like I was like, she clearly is like, she wants to make that switch like her mom for a reason. So I was like, okay, I'm a, it, I didn't think to like pry into it, I guess is what it is. Yeah. It's interesting to think about people's motivations for those things. I'd say that sometimes it's just human, like it's it's not even about the people who are around. They're mm-hmm. just kind of like adjusted to it. Um, uh, my boyfriend's family is from Iran. Oh, and yeah. I've seen him make the switch with his mom. Like, he doesn't speak as, as Farsi either. Yeah. But then when they get together, she starts, She's a- you know, she starts going. And then like he's understanding everything and I'm sitting there. Like, I don't. I'm like, okay. I only hear like one or two English words. I'm like, all right. We're talking about food. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> so understanding and speaking speaking English back, but not Yeah. Uh, I know like, a lot of yeah, talk. a lot of kids uh growing up. I have some Nigerian African dot American friends and their their parents would do the same thing and I would just be like, All right, well yeah. you know, I'll keep eating this rice. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> when y'all are ready, come back. Um, so you have the Zambian friend. Uh, so you didn't really connect with African dot Americans until middle school um, in real life. But as far as like TVs, movies, what are your earliest recollections of African characters or, or characters that were supposed to be African? Supposed to be African. Um, let me think. My parents are very... I don't know. I'm not sure if they're atypical, but we had to do, me and my sister had to do extensive research if we wanted to like watch anything, like any movies that weren't like kids movies mm-hmm. or my dad would like make us watch all of these like African, African-American based movies. He's a Africana studies professor and would be like, you need to watch this. Ah. And be like, okay. We used to watch the roots, like Christmas special Every the one with Lewis, that's the no. He's yeah. a, he's also in the the miniseries, but yeah, the Christmas gift or something. Yeah, the Christmas gift. Yes. Yeah, Nana, not. take notes. <laughs> oh, look, I didn't realize it was a Christmas series. No, no, no. There's a movie, so there's a series, and then okay. there's a movie, so you can watch the movie and get okay. caught up instead of yeah. watching. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. I'm taking notes literally. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I think that's the first time, like. We, my dad had told us, I think I must have been like in the first grade and he was reading um, Things Fall Apart to us. <laughs> out oh, loud. Wow. He would, like, I haven't even read that because I know it was depressing, right? Like it's a pretty, that's it's a pretty a strong story. But I remember it. I think it's interesting because I, I love the book and I, I reread it. He read it to us like every year from when I was like first through maybe fifth grade and my sister is six years younger than me and (laughs) I don't think she remembers this at all but I remember and then I remember reading it on my own and like being like wow is this what happened because I like I don't think I processed it very Mm -hmm. well as a young child (laughs) 
Um, but he was like, you need to understand this part of like the story to like get why Kuta Kente was like, like he would, he like made us do all these extra things. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the impact of, do, of him doing that had on you growing up? We've had a conversation here about how early is it yeah. to kind of teach kids about, you know, about those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe because I grew up in a black space, it was like no big deal. Like it was just kind mm-hmm. of like, this is where you came from. And this is why we're talking about this, your history. And like, if you want to know about your like great grandma it might be challenging and like also the stuff like if we needed to do like a you know they used to do like family trees and stuff like that mm-hmm. um when i was in middle school um i went to when i was in elementary school i went to like an all-black school when i was in middle school i went to school in georgetown and there was like a lot of different people and a lot of international people too but um most of them had like very clear like tracks like mm-hmm. back to where they came from and i remember we did this project about like it was supposed to be just like your family history and my dad was like yeah and I remember asking I was like well if we were slaves like I remember like thinking that like if we were slaves then I don't know if I would know and he was like yeah that's true and like so I feel like it gave me a good context like I feel like if they had waited until that moment to be like oh well we don't know I would have been upset like I would have been like well why didn't anybody tell me that um, but growing up with it, I was just kind of like, yep, that's who you are. And that's normal. And it's not weird to not know who your great grandma is. You know, it's, it is just what it's it is. Itself, yeah. 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 Um, so then what do you, um, let me backtrack a little bit and try and <laughs> lay for this question. So you have the Zambian friends who are getting some exposure to African dot Americans. Um, you're actually getting a lot more exposure to Africans um, or African culture through your dad, who's an Africana studies professor. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's fast forward to like present day. Um, yeah. Based on your experiences and the things that you understand, do you think that or feel that there are fault lines between the African and at the African or African dot American and African dash American communities. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's so interesting um, because I've had this conversation oddly with only African dot American men about how. With the men's. All right. <laughs> They're a different breed. Okay. I got Sorry. into a couple of arguments at my last job. Not at this. Not arguments. We were just talking. Was, nobody was upset. You know, it's just mm-hmm. talking about this idea that African immigrants and African dot Americans are inherently better than African Wait, some- <laughs> dash yeah. Americans because. And I had posted. I feel like a, a man would say that. This, um, <laughs> because. They didn't get stolen, like they were smarter, and like a lot of different things. And there was like this last year. Our jaws are gap because this is so. (laughs) They were. Wow. Wow. They don't represent us. They said this like with like they didn't seem like. To them, it was like, oh yeah, like you're just it's it's not your fault, you know. But it kind of is because you know, like uh, <laughs> and this came about because we were talking about like 16, 19, and twenty nineteen, like four hundred years. And like for me, I was like, yeah, it's like 
like awesome like we've made so much progress and they're like but did you get stolen though like what you know like but did you get <laughs> colonized though <laughs> <laughs> like so like <laughs> to have this conversation if you hadn't gotten stolen it's like no it's, that's, like, <laughs> it's, that's, wow that's not like how it should be i mean and i ha- went this back and forth back and forth with these guys <laughs> and um they had a lot of kind of animosity towards African Dash American community because they were like, you guys have been in America for so long and like you've only come like inches and like feeling like like oh. I had a guy I worked really close with being like, yeah, like I came here like five years ago and I already like I was working at NIH at the time. He's like, I'm already here and like I was only African dash american that worked there so i was like i was like yeah but that you're starting a different place like say (laughs) you got you you had enough means to come here and like your family's here and Mm -hmm. it's different if three generations ago you were stolen and you have to work your way from there i don't know yeah Yeah. no we we agree and we are (laughs) yeah that's really generational effects and things are not institutionalized racism still exists in this country yeah i think they just have really like i don't even know what to call those blind spots like that's 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 a really superficial um understanding of like what it means to be an immigrant in america um and immigrant privilege um and i mean but like read a history book like i don't right. i don't know but, and, and, <laughs> i mean the, i have uh, this conversation this very conversation with a lot of folks a lot of african god american who just don't they don't understand i find that they don't get it yeah uh, and folks don't make the attempt i think what bothers me is that folks don't make the attempt to understand and we come we come to we come to this country and we we actually somewhat get into our communities um mm-hmm. like you get around a lot of folks who are from the same community as you are so you you live in your little bubble yeah so you don't realize like you may be sharing the same some of the same issues, but some of your issues are also not the same. Like you, you can just get up and just go and apply to go to um, UMBC. There is an African Dash American who's living in Baltimore City who can't, who doesn't even realize that I even have this path. Who can't just get up and apply? So it's it's a real problem. But. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I, yeah. I just I I I mean I re- I rec- of course we recognize when we talk about things like that. But like for somebody to like say that, I think it's one thing to have that kind of idea. Yeah. And I think you grow up with that a little bit as an African dot American because yeah. you know it, it it is what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but like <laughs> say that to somebody. Well, yeah, we're yeah. better. We're yeah. better. like what? Because we weren't stolen. That, that's the first. No. Yeah. And if someone of European <laughs> descent or European told you, well, of course, the, the British were better than you. Right. I mean, we, we came <laughs> and we maybe, took- maybe the person who said that actually believes that, you know, there is it's also. Just, the well, the, yeah. And then, and then there's also, yeah, internalized like praise of 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 the white person. Um, so that's interesting. Again, we apologize on behalf of Americans. Um, do you think that there are um, sort of also in terms of fault lines? Do you feel like it's mainly an African a thing of Africans or African dot Americans thinking of themselves as better or not understanding? Or do you think that there are spaces where African dash Americans don't understand Africans? 
Oh, yeah. I think there's spaces where that happens, too. It's interesting because I see that a lot in younger kids. My my school goes from um, pre-K to eighth grade, Mm -hmm. and we have some um, students who are African, dot American, and in the middle school's hard. Middle school's (laughs) tough. There's a lot happening when you are in middle school. Worst um, era of our lives. Yes. Oh. <laughs> when it was like middle school, let's go back, you know? So yeah. um, some of the things I see are middle schoolers trying to like understand. It might just be cultural boundaries where they make fun of people who are from different spaces. And a lot of times that happens between um, and it might just be because, especially if you're in an independent school, you're trying to find your place and you want to feel like you're important. And if you're in middle school, sometimes that means that you're like testing whether or not it feels good to put somebody else down, right? Mm-hmm. To feel good about yourself. Um, and so I have seen African dot dash Americans make fun of African dot Americans with like the language or they'll call them Zulus and make up things that they feel like is... Um, gonna hurt them but not in like a it's I don't think it's malicious even though it might sound malicious I think it's more Mm -hmm. nuanced than that but it's very intentional to be like you know we're better because we Mm -hmm. are you know we're not African (laughs) right because we're not Africans yeah yeah I see that less in adults but yeah it's it's it is yeah definitely um complicated um and yeah I remember all of those things um, yeah sometimes they don't make up stuff sometimes it's stuff that gets passed down from the African booty scratcher I think yes. anybody that's been around from 1970s through 2020 <laughs> knows that yes <laughs> has heard that one um and yeah it's just one of the, you know it's almost like a you know one of those terms that people just kind of pass around and they, they don't it, it doesn't even make sense. Uh, I think, yeah. I, I my retort when I was little used to be like American butt itcher, and that's still stupid. <laughs> American butt itcher. Yeah, African booty scratcher. <laughs> you're like, so you're the same thing. <laughs> so your butt itches, and you just scratch it. So whatever. Um, again, not 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 my finest moment, but not their finest moment either. Right. So, but so we have all this backdrop about uh you know your who you've been exposed to and then like of course like you're aware of like some of the fault lines that exist between these two communities so when we talk about media mm-hmm. um what are uh do you feel like there is um an over representation of africans or african dot americans in media and how do you feel like that plays into like the conversations that we have about the two different communities and how we understand or don't understand each other. Um, I think one of the reasons why we called, I called, we wanted to interview you is I, I think I remember you posting or saying something to the effect of, and yeah, we kind of sort of know Jamaican real life, of course. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something, I, there was a movie, it might've been Harriet or something. And you said, Oh, you know, this is good, um, but it would have been nice to have an American-born descendant of slaves play the role. It may not have been a Harriet movie. It might have been any number of these movies where Africans play the African-American role. Um, yeah. So wanted to like pick your brain and gather your thoughts on that. You know, it's kind of yeah. heavy. No, I think if I were to just go based off movies I've seen and people who I realized were not ABDS, playing ABDS, I feel like 
um, American-born descendants of slaves, sorry. I would say that there's an overrepresentation, but not for lack of talent available. I think it might just be it might just be kind of a Hollywood thing. Like they want a certain look or they want a certain mm. um, style um, or a certain person because they feel like that person might make them money. Mm. Um, um, and so a lot of ABDS get left kind of in the in the trenches it's bothersome to me because i feel like it doesn't have to be that way and i the latest one i've said that about a couple different movies i saw and i remember saying it about 12 years a slave um, mm-hmm. because i really loved 12 years a slave and i wanted to love it 100 percent, but i couldn't because nobody the main people were not <clears throat> african American. And there was really no reason for it. If you're going to tell a story about slavery, then descendants of slaves, I think, should be directly involved. Like, And they, most movies are very, nowadays, like from when 12 Years a Slave came out, are pretty intentional. Like if they're going to do um, a movie that is about a specific subject, they at least try to get those voices in. Mm-hmm. some way and not just kind of be like oh you know we'll just choose black people that you know we know or yeah. we'll just choose Asian people that we know they try pretty hard to be like okay well we did and you know some of that is also kind of advertisement we got Polynesian voices from Moana like come and you know yeah. that kind of thing I think it's interesting that you brought up 12 Years a Slave because yeah it is it's a really good movie but it is heavy um, the director is Steve McQueen is black Jamaican British Right. I think mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. Uh, the the director, or producer. I don't know the person who made the movie. I don't know what you call him. Um, so I guess this is kind of a. Uh, so what's interesting to me about that movie was that I read the. So I saw the preview for it when I went to go see another black movie, The Butler. It's always oh, black yeah. historical films for us, right? Um, <laughs> and I was like, what? This is crazy. Like this happened. And I read his his memoir, um, right. Solomon Northrup's memoir. And it was really interesting to see the changes that were done intentionally, as you talk about, like people being very intentional about what they want to do. Solomon Northrup was actually very white. Um, Uh He was a very light skinned black man. And in the in his telling, it's very clear that he is color struck and thinks that he's better than darker skinned black people. And he thought he was better than those people on that plantation, better than the, I forgot her name, but the woman who played the, I mean, the Patsy. there was Patsy. Patsy. There is sort of like a solidarity with the situation, but it's kind of like, whoa, I'm supposed to be better than this. How did I end up here? Yeah. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm, you know, like these African, like the things that those African dot American men, of course, that comes with you being born free and like never think that you could be in that situation. So I always thought, wow. And his family was also very color. I mean, very light. His wife was mixed, you know, you know, however many, you know, when they do fractions, maybe she was I don't know if she would be quote, quote unquote quadroon or whatever the actual slavery terminology would have been. But his family was very light skinned and I thought it was really interesting that the cast a Geo Four and then yeah. at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, but the movie's been out since two thousand twelve, that the family was black. They were like, like they yeah. were like yeah. Whoopi Goldberg color of purple black. And I was like, yeah. that 
this is interesting that he chose not to cover that piece. All of that is to that say, is um, I guess, how are your feelings about... Um, to me, you know, when we talk about movies, it's about representation. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when we talk about the African versus African-American representation in film, I feel like a parallel discussion with that is about who uh, about the shade of like color. color. Yeah, yeah. Color, color. So we have, you know, historically the Lena Horns and the Dorothy Dandridges and the Eartha Kitts of the world who were mm-hmm. all mixed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Lisa Benets and now we have the Zendayas and the Yara Shahidis and, you know, it goes on and on and on. And there is this pattern of uh, people, particularly for women in casting, that they have, yeah, they're yeah. either African, Lady Lupita or Cynthia right. Rivo. Yeah. Or they're Lisa Benet, Lisa Benet's daughter. What's her name? Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, yeah. um, or, uh, you know, Quincy, Quincy Jones's uh, daughter, Rashida, Rashida Jones. Oh, Rashida Jones, yeah. Or Tracy Ellis. Anyway, we can, the list goes on and on. There's lots of mixed, uh, mixed black people, mixed African dash Americans. Yeah. Um, so how do you think that that fits into the larger story? Because I think what I find interesting, and maybe it's because I'm being a little defensive, is that I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see much discussion on that. Mm-hmm. But in the past few years, of course, you're, I think you're, I would say, yes, yeah, since like 12 years of slave, we have all these Africans. You know, there's also the guy who played uh, Martin Luther King. We yeah. think about these oh, exactly. get these african-american roles mm-hmm. um uh, um or um and there is discussion about that mm-hmm. but i don't hear as much like oh you know like with raising for instance raising dion on netflix which i love the, the short oh, yeah. i noticed immediately that uh as usual they switched <laughs> the mom thing. from they a dark light skin. Light. To a to a to a more racially ambiguous but you know black woman. Yeah. Um, so that was a long question. No. <laughs> no worries. Um, a long yeah. essay of a question, but you know. <laughs> so that's interesting. I think about that a lot, actually, um, because I tend to try to look for examples of people who I was looking, I was thinking about people who look like me in the media and also who have my background, right? So I see a lot of, I have seen in the past, a lot of dark skin, medium skin, black people, but they mm-hmm. tended to all be, I think I had thought originally that most of them were African dash American and realized that they were British. Like I was like, Oh, like, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or that they were African. Um, and I think I tended to go back to like before um, black people basically kind of like mainstream themselves. And I found a lot of like pretty good examples of just like general blackness, like people being black in different shades and different colors and it not being like they had to find somebody who they thought would be um a good seller, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about like Family Matters and unfortunately the Cosby show, which I used to love, but <laughs> yeah. can't love it as much. Um, but different things like that where I was like, okay, so there there was definitely a time where this was a thing. Like, you know, they used to just cast black people who were black and had medium tones or darker tones and their kids would look like them and it wasn't mm-hmm. like they would do like how they did in um 
oh, what is that show? Uh, what is the I show where describe it? Um, yeah. There's a there's the dad and the mom and uh, the la- the lady from Martin. I can't remember her name. Oh, right now. Campbell. Oh, Campbell. Yeah. oh, um, that fa- oh yeah, my wife and kids. My um, wife and kids, where they switched out the daughter and she was so light, like she used to be oh, dark, and then they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna. They like didn't renew her contract or whatever, and then they yeah. just put in a, another light skin girl because yeah, they were like, yeah. yeah, all black people are the same type thing. Um, it was like very odd. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is something I think about a lot, and I do think that that's something we definitely need to talk about. I am mm-hmm. trying to think of ABDS, young ABDS actors who are dark skinned. The and little girl from Us? Us. The, the daughter I think she oh, is oh yeah is she yeah. I don't know I don't I don't even know her name I've forgotten her name but I think she is African dash American yeah that's one that's one right <laughs> that's one I'm actually oh the girl from oh, but she might actually be Caribbean descent um dear white people the one who plays the darker skin uh, friend yeah I know who you're talking J- about uh, J- Janelle, I think, is her character on the show. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about, but I don't, I don't know her background either. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Viola um, Davis. I was thinking oh, Viola Davis. Yeah. She's not the only one. And oh no, she actually might not be. She might be Caribbean. I'm not sure if the woman, the other, the dark skinned the younger woman on on How to Get Away with oh, Murder. Naomi oh, something. Yeah. Naomi Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm she, not sure if she's. I remember I remember looking her up and I I don't remember being like yes <laughs> so, yeah, so um so there's so we named what three, <laughs> three and one we're for sure about Violet one Davis. one <laughs> Violet Davis for sure you know who says uh, that Cicely Tyson actually is the person I've heard her speak before and she said as a little kid like that's what made her want to be an actress because Cicely Tyson and um what's that movie that that classic old is it Miss Jane Pittman? I think it was she did a, a Miss Jane Pittman movie oh, okay. uh, or miniseries and she saw her as a kid and was like, oh wow like you can be a dark skinned black woman and and like be and act and get, TV, right? get roles yeah, but yeah, Cicely Tyson is just about the only one from that generation so yeah. I think for me that person actually might have been Oprah I mean not Oprah oh, whoopee yeah, okay. when, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I'm watching, thinking about the younger ones though. Who, yeah, but not they're not one. they're not young now. But <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, among the younger ones. Her when I was young in the color purple and being like, oh wow, like she's black like me. Her hair was like me, and like I was like mm-hmm. so enamored. And I, I mean, she doesn't really act anymore. But I remember like watching literally all of Whoopi Goldberg's movies. Like I was like, yes, like there's gonna be a black lady in this movie, and like she's amazing. She is. Um, and really good. Um, I think that's what comes with like being a good comedian. Um, yes. I feel like comedians when they can do if you can if you're a comedian and you can also do the dramatic roles like you mm-hmm. are just male or female a cut above the rest. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it's complicated uh, and interesting, uh, <laughs> but it is something yeah that I uh, wanted to pick your brain about because. Yeah. We, we, you know, kind of have that space. But I guess in closing, um, of 
just what how do you we'll do something fun in closing okay what is the latest black movie where african dash american <laughs> like main characters that we should like be on the lookout for to watch. And I guess mm, with that, that leads to another question, which is, you know, mm-hmm. there are some people who are African dash and African dot. So I think of somebody That's like Saray, whose father's from Senegal, her mom. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to, does the photograph, co- does it count? Does it not count? Right, right. Um, so that or even be- for, yeah. To think of talking yeah, about. or even for light skin, dark skin, or mixed people like Yara Shahidi is African American and Iranian. So I don't know what bucket people. You know, we always want to put buckets, but like, I have to say that I'm gonna go with Issa Rae's line that I'm always rooting for everybody black. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, of course. But, um, but in terms of movies or TV and stuff, I. I was. I am very excited about the photograph and the new movie, which I can't even think of the name. I just learned about it this week, and that she's going to be in with the um, with something Nanjiani. Oh, yes. saw yes. the. I saw the. Um, that looks that pretty looks good. Funny, that yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yes. I'm also really excited for the Madam C J Walker movie with um, Octavia Spencer. Oh, that's, that's another one. Who is? Uh, yes, Taraji too. Taraji. Okay, now some names. Yeah. Now some names are Sterling K. Brown has a really good movie out called Wave. Um, it's kind of, it's an indie movie. It's, oh, it has, I, is I, it with the sun with like blonde hair? And I don't know if he's a swimmer or he's a, he plays yeah, a sport. He plays some sort of, yeah. It's like, and it's a kind of about something happens to them and the family and kind of how they regroup after. It's, it's, a, it's a good black family movie. It's good. Yeah. That's great. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> things to keep in mind like so we're all gonna watch that i know what you mean uh, it's not called knives out that's a different movie but the, <laughs> the Easter <Ray. laughs> i was um, just looking watching the both preview. of the Easter Ray. yeah we the, the the previews are good um as we come to a close on this what are some i guess parting thoughts that you have on the on ways that we can think about think more critically about support i know you said you're rooting for everybody black um but if we really want to be helpful in terms of bringing more african dash american actors to light or like paying more attention to their work um what are some ways that we can as individuals kind of like make those decisions i mean i'm not in a casting room um (laughs) If I was for raising Dion, it'd be. T- <laughs> I really like the preview, and I like the show still. I think that the new Dion is the cutest. He is he's like great casting, but I would have I would have liked his mom to be a just a, a little a little browner. Um, so yeah, and I, I think for a lot of other movies too. Um, so like you know, what are things that we can do? You think as individuals, as we just kind of think or think more to think or think more critically about, you know when we get these films and it's like, okay, yay, black people, check the box. Yay, good. Right, exactly. um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that one of the ways is to um, attend screenings. Me and my mom love going to screenings because a lot of the time they ask directly for your feedback. And especially if you're doing like, if it's a, if it's a pre-pre-screening where they have 
given you a chance to see the movie before they have fully edited it, mm-hmm. you can give feedback that they can actually input. And these are things that they're free. You can just Google advanced screenings.com. You can go oh, and like, really? Yeah, I, that's how, I mean, yeah, that's how okay, we not, not take <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, how does one get only happened in LA? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. apparently that's happened so, in too. I feel like that's one good and very like concrete way to like give direct feedback to people. And you often you'll get to talk to directors or some of the actors as well. Um, and they'll come in like um, to one or two of the screenings and you can tell them, you know, this is great. I wish I had done this for Harriet. I had a chance to, but I didn't actually get to go. And no. It was wonderful. But if, you have a chance next time please cast an abds like you know just give yeah. direct feedback um i think another way is to actually kind of do the research and be like okay because a lot of times what happens is that i'll kind of do what you say i'll be like black people and i'm like i'm gonna see every movie you get excited and it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that's great i feel like that's not a bad thing, but I do think you could be like, okay, this month or this year, I'm going to see only movies where there's ABDS in it or only movies where they ABDS director and they like, you know, or whatever, like support their work kind of directly and be really intentional about saying that I want more representation. So I'm going to directly support this. Please go see all the movies, everyone else, but I would love to like put my money towards this one cause. And I think that's okay. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Those are two very useful things. And yeah, you know, freescreenings.com. Y'all can go on dates. Y'all can do stuff with that. (laughs) (laughs) Can help your wallet as well. Exactly. (laughs) Of slaves. I mean, that's a twofer. That's a twofer right there. Um, So thank you very much. And thank you very much, Jamaica, just in general, for being on here and sharing your thoughts and experiences. And again, we apologize for that craziness that those men said. That is not a reflection of... It is, and it's not. You should have told them off and walked away. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, nobody should ever... Oh, yeah, well, I mean, of course, it's like, I'm better than you, because... That that just sounds so ridiculous. Um, so yeah. I'm 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 sorry that you even had to experience that. Um, so, but thank you. On a happy note, thank yeah, you. <laughs> thank you for thank being a part of the conversation. Thank you guys. That's our show for today. Like what you heard? I have an idea on a topic you'd like African American to discuss. Let us know. You can email us at African American spelled out. African.dotamerican at gmail.com. See you later. Yeah.